Brilliant CSK, brilliant Scotland. A wonderful weekend of T20 cricket uh, across the high-profile IPL and then the Associate Nation Scotland pulling off a great victory over Bangladesh over the weekend. And we're going to talk all about it along with uh, a few other things as well. Welcome to another episode of the Crickblog podcast. Shabo here from Crickblog, my wonderful co-host Nash. Nash, you enjoy the weekend of cricket? Yes, I did. Um, it was really good to see CSK win another IPL title. Uh, well, good in the sense I'm not happy as a, as a Mumbai fan, but yep. uh, really good to see that no one gave them a real chance at the start of the tournament and they caught, everyone called them a bunch of old-timers, me included, and um, they just went on and did the job in the end. I was going to mention you call me the jinx master, uh, <laughs> but you had them not making it. So yeah, um, I had yeah. them not making it as well at the start of the season, I'll admit, but um, I sort of thought they would do better than this year. I think I had them in fifth, but uh, they've certainly proved us wrong. And what a performance. Um, just goes to show you can never doubt MS Dhoni. Um, they had a, I think they had a clear strategy back end of, or at the end of last season um, they sort of found a little bit of formula with Rutaraj Gaikwad at the top at the end of a very disappointing season, but then they've just come to this season, they've had a wonderful year. Um, but before we chat the IPL final and um, you know break that down, because it was only a few nights ago, but it seems longer than that. Yeah, uh, we had we had the T, we had the T20 World Cup begin last night with the qualifying stage. Aman with a good victory over PNG. That wasn't too much of a surprise for me. Great to see PNG there. We'll discuss that in a little little while. But I want to touch on Scotland's win. How impressed were you with with Scotland to come back from a position like this? You know, they usually say when you're four down or um, for not many in the T20, almost always you don't win. But they came back and produced an amazing performance. What did you make of them? Yeah, it was absolutely heartwarming to see them perform. Um, they were what six four fifty three after yeah what twelve overs, and the way Chris Greaves and Mark Watt batted batted in the end, I think it was absolutely absolutely uh, brilliant to see that because now we are seeing these um, nations that are coming up that give a tough fight to the full member nations, and I've been reading on social media today that you know this is not an upset. They've Scotland have won um, two of their previous games against Bangladesh and. There's there's argument on both sides, isn't it? Because from from you, I would like to ask you as well: Is this an upset? What what do you make of it? I think when people call it a huge upset, I disagree with it. I think there was a tweet today or last night from Wisden Cricket. I said Scotland have pulled off a huge upset. I don't see it as a huge upset. Um, as you know, you know anyone who's listened to the podcast before will follow my tweets in the past. I've had concerns about Bangladesh heading into this World Cup. Uh, not necessarily because Shaki was just in the IPL final. He had to go over to Oman quickly and he wasn't necessarily, um, you know, ready to go with his team as such. It's more how they've performed at home. They've won matches at home, but in very specific conditions. And that's where I feel Bangladesh has struggled because I feel with Bangladesh, they can only win consistently in specific conditions. I think they're, they're excellent victories overseas. They're few and far between. They don't do it consistently enough. They don't have the, the recipe to be able to do it at, um, away from home on a consistent basis. And 
I remember discussing with a few Bangladesh fans on Twitter and, and I told them, you, you've got every right to be happy with victories at home, but don't expect that to be a good long-term strategy because you're going to go to Oman, UAE, where pitchers will be on the slower side, sure, but they're going to be quite different to what you got in, in Mirpur and you're going to have to adjust to those in a World Cup, big ask. And, and I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, Bangladesh almost lost from a, you know, a winning position yesterday because... 141. They they just, shouldn't have, yeah, they shouldn't have considered 140. Uh, but exactly. They, should not, they did not expect... Yeah, absolutely. They did not expect the Scot- Scottish lower order to make the runs, first point. And then second, you cannot have Shakib playing at a strike rate of 71 that was a tough, at number tough three. Knock. Yeah, um, it's 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 unacceptable from Shakib because I, I yeah we I know he's played in the IPL final he has been in the IPL bubble but he has played enough cricket to understand yeah. what it takes at number three and you know he has played enough cricket all around the world not just not just in Asia or in Bangladesh but yeah. he should know what it takes to perform at that level and he should he should have done the job to be honest. I think so, and I think. I know conditions were different, as I was saying, but he was also struggling a little bit against Australia and New Zealand. He, he did make starts in that series, but he was never fluent. He was always struggling. Uh, I don't feel he's quite got his rhythm with his batting. So the next two games, or particularly tomorrow now for Bangladesh, they've got to beat Aman tomorrow. Now, all of a yeah. sudden, if, if they lose that game, they're out of the yeah, World absolutely. Cup before it even absolutely. starts. Well, the main, the main and, stage starts. So. And then we'll see some... Oh, the uh, team on bashing. social. Oh. Yeah, and also team bashing from their Because president. look, look what so. I've seen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But what I've seen from some fans uh, after those series wins against New Zealand and Australia at home is, you know, watch out for Bangladesh in the World Cup. And if they don't even make the main stage, that's going to really hurt. And that would be one of the biggest failures of Bangladesh cricket if they don't do it. I still yeah, absolutely. Expect, I still expect absolutely. them to. They should still do it, but they've got to, I think, focus harder on their game. Uh, they, yeah. they seem, yeah. But maybe but they're a bit overconfident about, over those wins against New speaking, Zealand and Australia. Maybe. Yep, yep. And speaking about Oman, actually, they they pulled off a good win against PNG, and um, they yeah. performed. It was an all-round performance. Um, I was really happy. Except for the PNG. fielding. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> somewhat. But yeah. uh, but I was really happy to see PNG um, on the big stage finally get there. The the scenes were heartwarming at at the beginning and. Uh, as, as we spoke about um, in our special feature with Daniel, I think he, he said where Asad Walla will be, there, there's almost an over-reliance over on Asad Walla in batting and that really showed yesterday. Um, yeah. He scored, a, he, he batted brilliantly for his 56 of 43 and um, till the time he um, and Charles Amini were there for the third wicket partnership, it was what, two for 81 of um, 11 and a half overs. Um, and then it was just they collapsed like a house of cards. So there is there is an over reliance on Asad yeah. Walla, um in that batting lineup. So that that's something PNG have uh, you know got to got to work on. Um, and definitely I, I, coming coming back to Bangladesh, if Oman performed the way they did yesterday, it was a it was a proper all round performance, except uh, fielding mishaps here and there. But Bangladesh will be in for a surprise against Oman as well. Well, if Bangladesh are surprised, then they clearly haven't got their head switched on because none of this should surprise them. And 
I don't know if they've got overconfidence, as I was saying before, uh, and they're reading too much into those series wins against Australia and New Zealand. It's a whole different ball game now, different conditions. Um, but I agree with you, Aman. I was ex- I was impressed with their skipper. Uh, I think he's uh, got a good all-round ability. They've got a few players there: Akibilias, the opener, of course, Jatinder Singh, opener as well. They've got. Enough there to just challenge Bangladesh and give them a hard time. Bangladesh haven't scored over 141 in the last 11 T20s that they've played. So Bangladesh's batting isn't crash hot, and Mamadullah um, admitted that after the match. Uh, but the batting, the cracks were there. You couldn't really get an idea of how well they were actually playing in those series wins at home. Because and- you're going you're gonna to get different conditions. You're not preparing well enough, I feel, for the tournament. And look, I mean, I'll also go as far as saying that I would prefer, uh, for me, the favorites would be Oman. Um, I would say that because, as you said, Bangladesh are underprepared. They don't have their heads um, right in the game as of now. And with Shakib in such a bad form, you need Mushfiq and Mahmoudullah both to click, which they haven't Mushfik, done so far. Mushfiq's so, out of touch too. He hasn't yeah. really found his range in the last few months as well, but... I would still have Bangladesh's favourites uh, with their experience. I feel. Um, so we just have to we just have to wait and see whose jinx power is more powerful. Yeah, yeah. If you caught my um, appearance on the Cricket Daily last week, uh, part of the Cricket Unfiltered podcast, we'd say Chennai Super Kings were favourites, and they would probably go on to win the IPL final. <laughs> so I, I still think Bangladesh are the favourites. Um, yeah. You know. They've got questions to answer, no, no doubt about that. And a win tomorrow against Oman isn't necessarily a guarantee that they will make the the the, the stage um, yes. Super Twelves because they've got PNG after that. But you got to remember that Oman won so handsomely yesterday. And if Scotland beat PSG, a uh, PNG, sorry, PSG, it's a football reference. PNG, if they beat PNG comfortably, then English might have a bit of catching up to do regarding net run rate and stuff like that as well. So. Yeah. All of a sudden, with that result yesterday, that Group uh, B becomes very interesting. But yeah, that, that's that's what I was thinking. If um, three teams get end up getting two wins, then that's could. going to be yeah, then that's going that to be real, real fun. It's going to be really interesting as well because yep. uh, we were wondering the other group is um, the group of death, whereas yep. this will end up becoming the actual group of death because you, you never know who will get through. Hundred percent and. Yeah, so I think it's an important effort for Bangladesh tomorrow, not only to win, but to play well in it as well and try uh, win by a decent margin if they can. Because, you know, if you just beat Aman in an unconvincing performance, Aman will still be ahead of Bangladesh on that net run rate because Aman won so handsomely against PNG. Scotland, I think, will expect to beat PNG as well. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Bangladesh got a little bit to do in their last game against PNG while Scotland and Aman go head-to-head against each other which should be an interesting uh, battle. Yeah, um, yep, absolutely. Um, speaking about PNG, what do you make of their appearance in the in the uh, World Cup and where do you think they can go, go on from brilliant, here? Brilliant, brilliant. I'm so happy. You know, I was in a bit of disbelief last night. Yeah, our neighbours, PNG, Papua New Guinea in a World Cup or they're in a global tournament and they've got a, they're, you know, in front of a worldwide audience at a World Cup. How good is that? And, you know, Daniel was telling us and, you know, been hearing these things that um, the cricket is quite popular in the, in the country. Um, 
which is fantastic. So it's going to inspire a lot of young kids who are watching it to pick up a bat, pick up a ball, go out and play cricket. So brilliant to see. I think you were saying you hit the nail on the head earlier, probably too, too much reliance on uh, a few key players. I'd probably add Tony Ura, the, um, the opener there as well, who missed out yesterday, but he's been the, the, the linchpin as well of PNG cricket, the, the opening position. He's their leading run scorer in the format, excellent average and strike rate. So I think over time, build confidence and you get those players coming through the system. Uh, and then hopefully you build up a, a, a team um, that can be competitive at that level, because it's wonderful to see Papua New Guinea. Wonderful yeah, to and, see. And the, that, and the story is beautiful as well. They have been playing oh, yeah. uh, cricket. I, I, sorry, they have been associate nation members of ICC since I think 1973. And they've been playing cricket since then, but yeah, they've always missed out on a, on a spot in getting to the world cup. And this time they've, they've gone through their, brilliant. they've played cricket. Their captain has scored a 50 and it's yeah. been absolutely brilliant. They were in a good position. Uh, a- absolutely. They were. And, you know, I had a mate tell me that, you know, they're a chance here. Um, you know, they're big outsiders with the bookmakers, but, Anything's possible, but it was that, that, that the way the wicket fell, that, that hurt. And then after that, they'll never win the contest. But it's all about the learning experience for PNG in this tournament as well. It's a, not a lot of is, is expected of them in terms of getting wins and making the Super 12s and things like that, but it's a wonderful experience uh, to play in this tournament. And then, you know, test yourself against Scotland tomorrow and then Bangladesh after that. Very good for their cricket. Yep. Just touching on Scotland, I want to give them magnificent or huge credit. Um, they're a team that deserves so many more opportunities. They've got, I, I, I rate them as a team. They got some yeah. wonderful plays in that side. Um, and what made the win even more impressive is that none of their batting big guns fired. Richie Barrington, Callum McLeod, George Munsey got a start, nothing from the skipper, Kyle Kotzer. So for them to, to come back and win the game is a massive show of character. Um, and the way they bowled brilliant, but, Chris Greaves, what a performance. And he's just his second match. It came yeah. out of the syllabus. Yep. And, and the story is brilliant as well. Like I, yeah. I read somewhere he was delivering That's for right. Amazon or Uber Eats during, yep. the, during the COVID pandemic. And here he is getting the man of the match for his country in the, in the World Cup. So, and, yep. and these are the sort of stories that I love to hear from uh, global tournaments like the T20 World Cup. And it, it's, it's so heartwarming to see it these teams come out uh, to play against the big guns and perform on the world stage to make a name for themselves. Yeah. It's absolutely, it's absolutely beautiful to see. But it also shows you how hard they work, yeah. how hard they work at an associate level to reach that stage. So Scotland were never going to go down without a fight because they've been waiting so long for an opportunity like that. And they're in the box seat now to qualify for the super 12s. Um, uh, I was going to say another thing. Yeah, so we interviewed, you know, the USA captain, Saurabh Natravalka, last week. And he told us about how hard you've got to work. And you've also, you know, when you're in a, you know, associate nation coming through, you almost got one tournament in a year, six to eight days, where you've got to play your best cricket straight away to go through and qualify for the higher rank or the, the higher rank tournaments. And that, that really, that's what your funding relies on as well and that sort of stuff. So, the pressure these guys go through working other jobs and having to perform very well on a cricket field to be able to get the attention and then get the funding that they need to survive going forward. Absolutely brilliant. So it's fantastic to see them do well. And 
even more satisfying for me was in the Crick Info commentary. Uh, there was a guy who commented that it was a waste of time having the associate nations yep, I saw in that. the World Cups. This is when Scotland was six for 56. They went on and dominated from there. So if you're talking about jinxing power, <laughs> that's, that's the best one. So brilliant story, brilliant result for Scotland, work to do for Bangladesh, um, but a very interesting group. Uh, to group A, before we move on to the IPL final quickly, Ireland-Netherlands starts in about 40 minutes. Um, I'd like to give a, maybe a quick prediction for that game, who you reckon. And then we'll touch on Sri Lanka and Namibia as well. What do you reckon? I think this is probably the most difficult one. Of That's the, a tough one to pick. Yeah, it's so difficult to predict. Um, mm. uh, if I have to pick one, I'll go with Ireland. Uh, mm. No, nah, I'll change that. <laughs> I, I, I'll go with Netherlands. I'll, I'll go, go Netherlands with too. Um, not only that, I think they've got a very good re- record against Ireland. Um, I know. But Ireland have had more cricket under their belt in recent times as a team. Yep. But I like the Netherlands. I like their bowling attack. Um, there's a lot of quality in there that you might not be able to fit. You can't fit all of the pace bowlers uh, in that lineup. Maybe one concern I've got with Netherlands is the, the spin. Um, they don't have a lot of spin in their squad. But Colin Ackerman's batting there, I think, number three or four. He'll bowl some off spin as well. Um, so I, I like the balance of their side. I like their bowling attack. Um, Ireland, I think, will rely a lot on Paul Sterling at the top. That he's going to be he, crucial. He has to fire at the top. If he doesn't, if they can, if Netherlands can get him early, um, you know, we might look back on this and say, yeah, that, that maybe the reason why Netherlands got up in the game that Paul Sterling wasn't able to fire, um, and then Ireland weren't able to get the, the the big hits on the board or the big score to challenge the Dutch, who I think have got a deep batting lineup as well. So, looking forward to that. That's going to be a ripper. Um, Sri Lanka, Namibia. There's been quite a few predictions out there that called, I think yourself included, Sri Lanka won't make the Super 12s. But will they win today? You think they should. But Namibia, I think they they should. They'll give them a good test. They should, but will they is the question. I think they will. I think they will, but I think Namibia uh, definitely can't be taken uh, lightly. Um, Look at the form of Craig Williams in recent times. Uh, Absolutely outstanding. David Weiss is going to be in the in the team. He's the I think he's got the most T20 uh, five wicket hauls of any bowler in history. So there's things happening for Namibian cricket. They've been magnificent the last five years, and I expect them to have their moments today against Sri Lanka. And, and they have they have a lot to prove, in my opinion, for sure. because um, as we spoke with Daniel as well, and he said the same thing that 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 2016 Under 19 World Cup is yep. where this sort of revolution began with Namibian cricket. Um, and it it also dates back to the 2003 World Cup, where, where we saw where we saw Namibia for the first time as as young kids, and we thought there's more cricket nations out there. So it, it's so it's so it's really good to see them in the in this uh, T20 World Cup because they will have a lot to prove. And yep. no, everyone has written them off. Even the Sri Lankan press release wrote them off at, the, right. at the start at the Very start risky. of the, the series. So absolutely, they will out come out with a vengeance. And um, I think they have a really good chance if they can if they can uh, do the basics right and follow just simple cricket, play simple cricket, and I, th- I think they, they can come on top here. If they can rotate the strike well, maybe I think they'll have a chance of a good total because you look at their six-hitting ability, you know, they had JJ Smith. I think it was also, might have been the captain. 
Erasmus. Um, I'm just trying to think back to the 2019 World Cup qualifier in the UAE. I think they were the two top six hitters in the tournament. So they've got that six hitting ability in their team. So if they can rotate strike and then get those fours and sixes in between, all of a sudden you're putting pressure on Sri Lanka. So I think that's got to be a really important focus for Namibia today. But I love this stage of the World Cup. The World Cup for me definitely started yesterday. It doesn't start at the Super 12s. It's this stage where you get to see these teams desperate. Every game matters and they want to prove themselves. Very exciting. Very exciting. Um, so looking forward to that. And and you you hit the nail on the head about the 2003 World Cup. And that's something that, you know, could apply to PNG as well. 2021 World Cup inspire a generation of kids too. So I would love to see that. That would be fantastic. So uh, brilliant. And, you know, we wish these teams all the best. And no, looking forward to another uh, great couple of games coming up. So on to the IPL final. Touch on that. As I said, it does seem like a while ago, but it was only a couple of nights ago. Um, pretty much everything went perfect for CSK. Maybe apart from the KKR opening partnership, Dhoni dropped an early catch. But other than that, they were dominant. Did, did anything surprise you in that final? Not really. Um, I expected... CSK to come out all guns blazing. I expected yeah. um, Duplessis to play a big innings. I was speaking to someone on the night and um, yeah. I said to him, this is a Duplessis night. I think this is going to be a big one. And rightly so, he, he went on to score an all-important all 86. And it just goes to show how, how the South African cricket has been managed over the years. Sorry to digress, but I think it's just, I think it's necessary to point out that it, it's such a shameful act from cricket South Africa at you know over the last few years to ignore people like Faf uh, Imran Tahir who have given so much to South African cricket and they just keep on performing. It's it's if you see their on field performance, they they cannot be dropped walk at, into at that any game. Absolutely. Absolutely. But again coming back to IPL final, I think nothing surprised me really because um CSK I think having MS Tony as the, as their captain the team management that's there with Stephen Fleming, who yeah. have, they've, they've all gelled together for, for a few years now. Um, they experience under their, under their belt and they all know what they have to do when they go out in the middle. They all know what their role is. Even Robin Otapa coming into, I mean, late into I was the season. Say that, that was uh, at number fantastic three, batting. Absolutely. At number three, such a key spot. I think he just came and just smashed those three sixes and he just changed the whole... Um, tempo of the innings to and he was actually he was putting, he was CSK. hitting some pretty good deliveries as well for six of yeah, yeah, uh, Chakravati and Sanu Narayan they weren't bad balls they were on a good length they're hard to hit but the, the only on thing fire. the only thing that did surprise me Shabel would be lack of bounces um to Ruthraj Gaikwa agree to some with extent that. agree with that because, because there was a stat uh, there was a stat heading into the final that he had been dismissed three times to short deliveries in 19 deliveries or something like that so you're spot on and and and, and it you know, it's. I, I would also like to say that we haven't seen a lot of Raj Gaikwad um, in red ball format as well, but he does play his cricket in Maharashtra where the pitches tend to be slow and low. So he doesn't. He might not be even playing that those rising balls. You know that come uh, yeah sort of chin yeah. high. 
Uh, it, it just would have been a good tactic for especially you got, you got good pace in your attack too. Lockie exactly, they had Shiva yeah. Marvi, they had Rock, Lockie Ferguson, um, to a probably Lockie Ferguson, one of the fastest bowlers in definitely right, playing cricket right now. Definitely worth a try. You're right. I was watching that game as well and thinking he's playing beautifully, guy quite here, but KKR bowling where he wants them to bowl. And it was similar to sort of Faf Duplessis as well. It was KKR was a lot of predictability about their bowling offer, particularly in the pace department. I was thinking at the time, just on KKR, Shaki was brilliant for them in Sharjah. You know, he played a very key role in keeping the runs down there. But when you've got Andre Russell available, I know it's, it's easier to say in hindsight, but Andre Russell with his, I don't know if he was fit enough to bowl. Maybe that's why they didn't pick him, but you could have picked him for his batting power and utilized Venkatesh Iyer with the ball a little bit more. I felt Venkatesh Iyer was underbold in the final and even underbold um, in the last few games. He didn't even bowl in the games before the final as well. So he's a very handy bowler too, Venkatesh Iyer. And maybe they missed the trick. They're not going for him, especially when he bowled a good over and they needed to keep things a bit more quiet. KKR because it was starting to get away from them a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And losing Rahul Tripathi early on in that the field. That was a big I think blow too. You're right. That was yeah. a big blow. That was a massive blow because he has done the job for KKR at that number fan. three, number four spot. Um, he provides that st- stability in the in the middle order to just yeah. keeps the run 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 rate flowing. Um, yeah. And having having had to change the batting lineup at the, at the last minute, I think that that hurt really hurt KKR. Agree. And when you got to chase over 190. That's the last thing you want. But um, yeah, tough tournament for Owen Morgan. He didn't get in the runs at all. I think he was he was good at captain. You know, he led the team to the final. But you know, it's a concern for England as well. They need him firing for the World Cup. Wasn't in any runs from the middle and lower order there for KK. So it's disappointing finish to what was an incredible second half of the campaign. Yeah, I would absolutely. have never. I would have never ever believed they would have made the final. One thing I think I would like to point out, especially why CSK ha- have been so successful, is the way they complement each other as players on the field. Um, if you if you look if you look at the dynamic of Gaikwad and Duplessis, yeah, Duplessis has always been the aggressor in the partnership to some extent, but on the finals day, because there were spinners bowling with Shakib, even Chakravarti, Gaikwad said, "Okay, I'll take the I'll take the." Uh, responsibility here. I'll be the aggressor. I'll score runs at a at a faster rate. You score. You focus on taking singles and doubles. To he's he must have said to Duplessis, and that really provided them with that stability at the top of the order where Duplessis played played time and you know got in with and then he was able to. We know what he can do when once he's in. So he was able to accelerate at the at the last and. Um, Shame that Gaikwad could not go and play a big innings again, but he did the job at the top of the innings. Agree. Agree. And you're right. And I think it comes with being a CSK camp, being very calm. I think you look at Stephen Fleming and MS Stoney, they're two of the most relaxed, chilled guys, but two of the top captains to have ever you know, been captain in world cricket. Fleming as a skipper was magnificent. And Dhoni as captain, we all know how and Dhoni is as captain. So to have those two there just allows some very clear thinking in the camp. Because if you're feeling nervous and um, quite tense, you're not thinking straight. Your strategy is not going to be clear. So I think that's a very key aspect of CSK. Um, 
I completely agree. And then, you know, Duplessis finished so well along with Moeen Ali, who was outstanding, you know. And one thing I say about CSK, Moeen Ali was full of praise for CSK after the game. He said, you know, if I was somewhere else, maybe they would have dropped me after a few bad games, but CSK stuck with me. It was a privilege to play for CSK. How many former players come out and talk full of praise for CSK? Yeah, absolutely. Watson, I think it's just a, a, thing Hussey, it's just a team environment, isn't yeah, it? It's just a team environment. And that has to be, just by winning tournaments, you cannot you cannot have player support because everyone wins tournaments at some stage. Everyone wins games at some stage. You have to have a positive team environment to do that consistently. And you want players coming back. That's the key. That's the key, I think. You, you don't want players to play for one season, then go off and never, never to be seen again. You want yeah. players coming back. You want players to speak good of your team, oh, uh, good of the sure. players, good of the captain, good of the team management. So I think we have seen that players, as you, as you rightly pointed out, Shane Watson, um, Josh Hazelwood had a, had a really great time and he will take that confidence into Definitely. the new World Cup for Australia. Yeah. So this is how it helps the team, uh, team members and everyone involved in, in the team. But it's even when, like, what was it Faf Duplessis and Dwayne Bravo singing the CSK anthem at the CPL? Yep, at the CPL, yeah. Can you believe it? So that's the love they've got for the franchise. And I think that's been a key reason for their success. And um, they're, they're a wonderful team and they fully deserve their crown. And uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see their approach at the mega auction. So, and for KKR as well, what changes they make or what retentions they make, etc. So, Congratulations to CSK fans. I'm sure you'll still be very, very excited, very happy, and rightly so. Fantastic turnaround from 2020 to 2021. Um, one thing I will point out about that is Cricket South Africa, you mentioned them, their original social media post, congratulating Oli Lungi and Gidi. And that yeah. tells me that there's a lot of problems between Cricket South Africa and some of their players, including Massive. Faf. Massive. Problems. And it's just, it's very disappointing. I mean, to not even acknowledge the man who literally won his team the final mm. and to congratulate the player who did not even play in the game. Yeah, um, pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, you, make it, you can't make it more obvious than that. There's a clear rift and it's a disgrace. You know, yep. Faf Duplessis has done a lot for the Proteus, as has Imran Tahi. They've served the Proteus so well. The least you can do is, is is acknowledge their performances and give them the respect that they deserve. Disgraceful stuff. And, and, they, and look, they they deleted that and they posted again, but the damage was damage was done. done. That's that's the nature of socials, um, and everyone knows it, of their feelings. And you know, yeah, the least you can do is uh, show them the respect that they deserve. You know, so very disappointing. And it was the backlash, the criticism was was very much deserved. On to uh, Sheffield Shield quickly. Um, I was happy with Usman Khawaja. He did have a bit of luck, but I was happy with Usman Khawaja scoring a century uh, against South Australia. I still firmly believe he should be Australia's opener um, in the Ashes. Should Wilpukovsky not be available? Here's a question for you, Shabat. Mm. Um, is, it, is it a case of if not him, then who? Do there you know are what options. I mean? There are options, though. But who 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 would you pick? Because no one's really put their hand up apart from, let's say, Tim Ward, maybe. 
but he's he's quite new on the scene. He hasn't yeah. been, you know, yeah, yeah. that experienced. Bryce Street's another candidate who's been good. Still think it's a bit early for him, though. Yep. There's always the, you go back, Marcus Harris, Joe Burns. Um, you look at those candidates. I want to see who's in there. I think his record against, uh, or his record in Australia is fantastic, and he's had success again, uh, as an opener. So I know he had a bit of luck, but he scored 100, and that's Fantastic for his confidence, and that conversation is growing louder around Usman Khawaja as the opener. Um, Will Will Pukowski, another concussion. Chatting about this last week, there's some significant concerns there, mm. you know, and there's some suggestions. Stop bowling bounces to him in the nets, but he has to play. He has to learn how to play them because yeah. you're not facing them in the nets. You're going to get them in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Quicker. You can't go to an international te- like a test test match and no. say to the bowler that don't bowl bounces because they no. they'll just laugh you off. No, um, and yeah, it's a concern. He's got that's his yeah. tenth concussion. Yeah, it, it's it's disappointing and it's scary. Um, so mm. he, I hope he really makes a comeback for good this time. Yeah. Um, saying that, uh, there was another drawn game today at yep. the Adelaide Oval between mm-hmm. Queensland and South Australia. Do you think? I personally, I'm of the strong opinion. When I saw in the morning when Queensland declared for four hundred and fifty-one or for seven. Mm. And set a target of 324 of what 80, 85, 88 overs. Mm. I, I was I was thinking, oh well, South Australia has a good chance here. But when they came out to bat, they did not have any intent whatsoever. There was no intent. And there it was, was a good intent. batting surface, let's be honest. It was a mm. great batting surface. The ball was not doing much. The bowlers were just hold, holding their line and bowling, uh, yep. you know, keep, keep kept bowling on that fifth stump line. I think they missed a trick here, South Australia, to actually post a win here. The, the wins have been so few and far between for South Australia. And I, are they that scared of losing now that they don't want to even think about going for a victory? Because it's possible, as you were saying, on a good batting pitch. But and, yeah, and stuck they did with, end up scoring. Yeah. They did end up scoring 244 of mm. 88. They they the, they only fell what 80 runs short. Mm. So and they have batters in their in their ranks. They have good batters in their ranks who can play the play the shots. All, all I was all I was all I was hoping was at least go for the go for the win at the start. And mm. if, then if it gets hard, just you have batters at, at the bottom. And you can, can yeah, you can shut up shop. Yeah. And you look at the form Travis Head's been in. <laughs> You know, 230 yeah. in the one day last week and Alex Carey showed good form today. But I agree with you. You know, they could have showed a little bit more intent there to look at a win because it's there staring you in the face as a chance you can do it. And they haven't won a shield game for God knows how long. So I agree with you there. You could, It's been a bit like that, the Sheffield Shield season. It's been a bit disappointing so far in terms of flat pitches and teams showing a lack of intent to try a win. You know, I think, look, the, the, the focus for me is more on the pitches, particularly at the current role turnover in Adelaide, being oh, very flat. Being don't, very get me flat. Sorted, don't get me started on You know, it was that game, Queensland and Tasmania, was it? Uh, yeah. Last week was Queensland yeah. and Tasmania, was it? That was a, yeah. yeah, that was one to forget. And similar to what we were talking about Bangladesh before, this is on the other side of the spectrum. You don't really get an idea of how well you're batting when pitches are that, that flat. You want to, I think we need to challenge our batsmen here. Um, and I, and the problem is when they are challenged, they don't stick it out long enough. 
Yeah, that's why we've got probably a lack of batting depth in Australia. It's a problem. So flat pitches like that don't help. And then you've got teams not really showing any intent. Yeah, makes life a bit difficult. Um, second game going on, mm. uh, Western Australia and Tassie, Tasmania. Yep. Uh, that, that looks like it might have a result in the end because it's only second day and we've already seen the third innings, Western Australia yes. still going on live as in Perth. Uh, what they are two and a half hours behind us, at least two and a half hours behind me. Um, mm. So it's still going on. Western Australia one for thirty. So having been bowled out for two hundred and thirty-eight in the first innings and bowling Tazzy out for two fifty-two, what do you make of that game? It's very even, but you know we had uh, some lower scores in the Queensland South Australia game as well. One fifty-two plays two eighty, and then it turned out to be a draw. So hopefully this one has a has a nice finish to it. Uh, a, a big shout out to Lawrence Neil Smith, five for forty-three with the ball. Yeah, the seamer, and then sixty with the bat batting at number three. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, he plays for uh, Tasmania. So, yeah, look, um, no runs for Tim Ward this time. Um, starts for Ben McDermott. Um, good, uh, you know they've they've got Bo Webster batting right down. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Is that he's batting at nine? No, he's batting at eight. Bo Webster's batting at eight, and he's a yep. good bat. So Tasmania have got depth there. Um, Absolutely. So, but, yeah, just starts and low scores in that inning. So mm. just it, when the when the situation's a bit difficult, then it's important for batsmen to try um, show as much grit as he can. I think that's what's going to get the attention of selectors going forward. Um, Cameron Green's form is it a worry going into the Ashes? He's been leaking runs at. At a run rate of four, yeah. four point two. Got to tighten and up not, his bowling. Yeah, not scoring runs as well. Hopefully, this is the innings he does. I, I still think he's a just about a lock in for it. Yeah. Um, you know, he did make a century a couple of games ago against yeah. South Australia. Oh yeah, he'll absolutely get in the team. There's no doubt. Like, yeah. there's no talent like him at the moment who can. Yeah, bat so yeah, you bowl. want him to be in form, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and I think his bowling will have a key role. He'll have a key role to play with the ball for Australia. So we wanted to get that right. I don't think he's quite been the same since his back injury. When he came onto the scene with the ball, he was outstanding. He actually first came into the side predominantly as a bowling all-rounder, could score runs down the order. It was when he was scoring centuries batting down at eight, they elevated him up the order. Um, but he hasn't been able to take those wickets. So hopefully you know, he continues to find that rhythm with each over, each game, and then it comes to the Ashes and, you know, he'll deliver the goods. Now onto the women's big bash that, that kicked off um, late last week, played over the weekend. Who's impressed you um, so far, Nash? Uh, the Sixers, the only team, or along with Hobart, who've played two games. Um, who's impressed you so far? Uh, and, and which teams do you think are the main ones to watch out for? I think Sixers is the one to watch out for. They haven't won convincingly as of yet. Um, well, I, I, I would say that the game against Melbourne Stars was a convincing win, but they, um, yeah, it, it, it was a shortened game. But, um, but yeah, Sixers would be the obvious team to watch out for. And in terms of it impressed me, I think I would say that the Indian players have really impressed me. Yep. Um, there's about eight, eight or nine, and all of them have got a chance so far. And 
everyone has pitched in either with either with their fielding or bowling or batting i think everyone has pitched in and it's really it's really good to see them perform at this stage and it's only a matter of time now we before we see them perform in the ipl yeah like richard gosh runs for yeah. hobart yesterday and a the, brilliant the, catch by radha radha yadav yesterday at yes point. absolutely brilliant one thing i will say though about the sixes is say the opening combination doesn't have a big outing both of them get out for low scores. That's going to be where they're challenged. I think, look, Elise Perry, wonderful player. But she, I think she's still finding her feet. Ashley Gardner's there as well. But Nicole Bolton, they're batting at five, six. She's typically a top-order player. So that's going to be an area where the Sixers just have to keep an eye on to make sure. But that I think that's where, that's where Bolton's experience will come into play. True. Um, and True. that's why they. I think that's why they have him have her in the in the middle order is mm. because uh, she provides that experience Fair and point. people can play around her. Um, players can play around her because um, she will. Fair she point. has a calm head, a calm point. head on her shoulders. So I think that yeah, that's really. I want to see. Thing. I want to see the Sydney Sixers just yeah. When say you get a day where Elisa Healy and Shafali Verma, they both got a half century to their name, which is great yeah. for them. But say they don't. Who's going to step up and can they still get those big scores and show that impetus to lead the way? One team I'm impressed with and I think have done very well in terms of the off-season recruiting. I think they've got a wonderful bowling attack. Arguably the best in the competition. I think it's the Adelaide Strikers. They didn't even have Megan shoot against the Sydney Thunder, who I think... My Sydney Thunder, I think they've lost too many good players. You look at the players they've lost from last season's title-winning season to this season. Rachel Haynes is not playing. Tammy Beaumont's not there. Heather Knight, um, Ismail, Shabnim Ismail from South Africa. So they've got such great talent, not there this season. But Adelaide Strikers, the bowling attack they've got, I think they're going to be tough to beat this season. They're one side. They finished sixth last season. I think they're going to be one to watch. Um, I think Talia McGrath is, is there. Is there of key course. Player. And Talia uh, McGrath too. You know, you talk about their bowling player. attack, but you've got this gun on fire with bat, bat and ball. I think she's she's, the, she's an exciting prospect. I think next um, to Lise Perry, she's on that, having, she's on that having, track. Absolutely, having her with you know Amanda Jade Wellington and even Dane Van Niekerk and Darcy Brown. I think that's, that's Darcy a really Brown, good and then you add um, Coit and then Megan Shute. I'm not sure when she'll be back, but um, she's there as well. So it's an impressive team, the Strikers. They've done well, and I think they're going to be a team definitely to watch out for in this campaign. So more matches tomorrow. Um, all matches televised, um, as the fans know, which is great for uh, the women's game. So, Nash, um, 10 minutes to go before the Ireland-Netherlands game. We'll end this one. Go watch that match, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of talk about it on social media. Should be a great game. Um, Just before we end, the next episode we record will be just after the India-Pakistan T20 game. Uh, Really excited for that. Really, really excited for for that. So, I don't know what my what my mood is going to be at that at that stage but uh let's see what happens just excited for it yeah can't wait should be good um yeah so we'll see you guys uh definitely throughout the week you'll see us on our socials um you know follow us um we'll interact with you we love engaging with um everybody so looking forward to the week ahead in the world cup uh the wbbl etc thanks nash and thanks to listeners